Moses Magnum here at Dark Horse Booth, bringing you a special conversation with uh, Mr. Peter Hogan. Hi. <laughs> um, Resident Alien is a little bit of a strange book to me. Okay. It's just the premise is a little weird. Yeah. And yeah. my biggest curiosity around it, like if there's one question I'm going to ask you, it would be where were you where you, when you thought of Resident Alien as a concept for a book? Uh, well, I'll tell you how I got the title first. Uh, and this goes back like about 30 years ago and I was in New York seeing an English friend who was living in New York. And I was going, well, so how does this work? Have you got a green card? And he went, no, I'm married to an American woman. I have one of these and held up a Resident Alien card. And I thought, what a fantastic title for a story. Uh, and it sort of went into the back of my head and I forgot completely about it. And then I was talking, uh, about five years ago, I was talking to Steve Parkhouse, who's the artist, and, and he and I had worked before years ago on stuff for Vertigo. And I was, wanted to work with him again, and he wanted to do something that involved aliens. So at that moment, point, I remembered the title idea, and I thought of uh, basically the idea of an alien who was shipwrecked here, didn't know if he'd ever be rescued, so he's stuck here, and he's trying to make the best of it. Um, and he obviously doesn't want to get discovered, so he heads for a small town because that's easier to, you know, hide in than a big city in some ways. Uh, in some ways, harder. Um, and uh, but he's also likely to get bored out of his mind, so he gets kind of hooked on the idea of of playing amateur detective. So that was basically the the, the initial concept. And uh, you said you worked with uh, Steve Parkhouse. Yeah. So you knew his art, obviously, before you got into it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what was it that you guys worked on before? That? Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, back when I was a comics editor on an anthology called Revolver, I was Steve's editor. And then um, when I was asked to do some Sandman spin-off stories for The Dreaming, uh, I asked to work with Steve because I knew he'd do a great job. And so we did, uh, I think, four issues of The Dreaming together. And um, um, we'd always got on well, and I, you know, his art's fantastic. So, you know, um, at some point or another, I suggested the idea of working together again, and he came up with this uh, thing about wanting to work on aliens. In Vertigo, I, I know that there was a series you worked on that never got released. That's right. And that how I mean you put that those ideas out there you put them in print yeah. you, you, how do you feel about that well sometimes it happens you know I did a, a it's not the only time it's happened to I me mean, I wrote a, um, a short spirit story for the new adventures of the spirit and then the magazine went belly up the issue before it was due to run and then they did a book compilation and my story wasn't even in the book so I'm hoping that's actually going to come out at some point on, on the net, if nowhere else. Um, but with Marky Moon and Vertigo, it was one of those things of um, my editor left um, and um, to become a full-time full mum. And uh, that was pretty much the end of my relationship with the company. And, and Marky Moon was kind of, it was one of those things that I don't know why they never published it. They never really told me why they never published it. It did. It ended up on the net for a while, and then it, it, somebody got it got pulled or whatever. 
But there are copies drifting around. Yeah, I, in research, researching you for this interview, I actually found out there was something in the Sandman universe that I didn't read yet. Yeah. And that came up, and I was trying to look it up to read it, and I couldn't find it. It's a, it's a, it's a weird one. It was it was a story. Um, Neil Gaiman wanted me to do something that involved punk rock because he knew I knew about that. And Elisa, who was the editor, wanted to do something about uh, werewolves. And so, basically, I put the two, uh, two ideas together, and, uh, and that's what the story was. And it wasn't the greatest story. It wasn't the best of my dreaming stories or anything, but it was okay, you know. I think Vertigo published far worse stuff, so <laughs> I really don't know. I'd love to know, uh, you know, I really hope one of these days uh, they'll collect all my dreaming stories and the Sandman Presents thing, and there was a book, Some Magic Story, as well, that was kind of Sandman-related. So I'm hoping they'll put that all together as a book, and it would be really nice if they put Marky Moon in there as well. But whether it'll ever happen, who knows? What's your least favorite Vertigo story you've read? Since, uh, that I've read? Yeah. Uh, I haven't actually read much of Vertigo for years and years and years, so I couldn't really say. And anyway, it's, 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 it's not cool to slag off other people. But, know, you know. but us you know, journalists want to <laughs> get that clickbait. Yeah. You know, it's worth a shot. Yeah. Um, how does someone like you get into comics? Like, what's the first thing you saw that said, you know, I want to do that? Well, it's it's kind of. I mean, you know, comics were. I learned to read on comics. I learned to read on Batman and and Richie Rich and all that stuff. And I always loved it, but I kind of drifted away from it. And then uh, you you know about Warrior Magazine where Marvel Man's okay, right. I know a little bit, but I've yeah. never actually experienced Early 1980s, I saw this thing on a rack, and it looked interesting, so I picked it up, and it was this anthology comic, and it had the beginnings of uh, Marvel Man, Miracle Man, and V for Vendetta. So that was the first time I encountered Alan Moore. And, the, and like most people, when you read Alan Moore, you just go, wow, this is good. You know? And it was like, oh, you can do this. You can take it to a whole other level. And it was the first time I'd seen anybody do that. So that was something that appealed to me you know as a fan as a reader um and it wasn't until a long time later i ended up becoming a journalist and getting to know neil and alan and all the rest of it through interviewing them and it was one of those things of uh, that led into me into becoming a comics editor and you know when that came to an end i thought well actually maybe i could do this so you know so it was all very kind of organic and slow process it wasn't a plan you know I ended up here by accident. <laughs> Did um, being an editor first help uh, your actual writing in comics? It didn't, it didn't. Uh, I mean, I'd, it was one of those things where, you know, I'd read dozens or hundreds of scripts, but, you know, reading a script and writing one are two different things. And it wasn't... I, w I worked on this um, charity comic in England um, for Comic Relief, which is a big charity thing there, which had uh, you know dozens and dozens of comic creators, writers, and artists involved in it, and I was one of the editors alongside Neil Gaiman. So we worked on the script together, and you know, so we were literally sitting at a computer keyboard while he was typing, and I was going, "Oh, so that's how it's done," and that kind of took away the fear and made it possible for me to have a go myself. Have you watched the Preacher TV show? I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, it's, uh, I hear good things about it. Okay. Well, everyone, that's uh, Mr. Peter Hogan. Thank you. Thank you.